Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we're going to explore a crystal grid recipe for wellness. This has been adapted a little bit from the one shared in my book, Crystals for Energy Healing, and I'm really excited to talk about this grid today, especially because it pairs so well with the crystal layout that I shared last week. But before we get started, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own question anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question comes from an anonymous listener, and they ask, how do I create a crystal grid and determine which crystals to use? So this is a great question that fits right in with our episode today, so I thought it would make a perfect time to answer it. So when you're creating a crystal grid, first of all, if this is a brand new practice to you, I recommend you head over to my website at loveandlightschool.com blog and do a little search for the article, How to Create a Crystal Grid Step-by-Step. And you'll find a great article that I've created with some visuals and things to help you along the way, but it really breaks down the different steps of creating a crystal grid, including how to determine which crystals to use. So normally the center stone of the grid is sometimes referred to as the anchor stone. This is the stone that sets the main theme or intention for your grid. So some people choose to use just a crystal that's really amplifying here, like a clear quartz generator or a pyramid, something like that to really expand the energy of the grid. And that's totally fine. But I quite frequently like to choose a crystal for the center of the grid where the properties align with my main theme or purpose or intention. So for example, in today's grid recipe, which I'll get to in a little bit, we'll be working with emerald at the center for its connection with wellness. Next, you'll need to choose some supporting stones. These are all the stones that go around the center stone, typically in a sacred geometric arrangement, and these should kind of further define or break down your purpose with more specificity. So for example, in today's grid, because I'm dealing not only with wellness, of the mind and of the spirit, but especially the physical body, I wanted to bring in some red stones like garnet and ruby because of their connection with grounding and vitality. I felt like if you can be grounded, if you can draw fresh energy into your body, all of that contributes to that idea of wellness. So really, this may be a little bit of using your intuition to help guide you. It may be a little bit of using some logic and reason, maybe even researching some of the properties of the stones that you have on hand and choosing the ones that would be most appropriate, or it might even be researching a specific issue that you'd like to help support with your crystals and purchasing some crystals specific for your grid. But you can always work with what you have on hand, just making adjustments. So to whoever submitted that question, 
I hope that that helps you narrow things down, choose crystals that will be helpful for you, and get started with your crystal grid practice. Remember, if you have a question that you'd like me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, heart-centered business, or anything else you're curious about right now, please let me know over at loveandlightschool.com ask. The Crystal Healing Certification Program is coming soon. Want to know more? For info, free training, and to get on the list, go to crystalhealerschool.com. And now it's time to dive into our main topic, this crystal grid recipe for wellness. Well, crystal grids are just an amazingly effective way to work with crystal energy. They're easy to use. They're kind of fun to set up, almost meditative sometimes. Plus, they're just stunning to look at, right? I mean, I could look through Instagram at pictures of crystal grids for like an hour. I never seem to get tired of them. And grids really can help you create positive energy flow in a space. They can be used for protection, for manifestation, but you can, of course, also work with a grid to support your wellness and health, which is what I'll be sharing in today's episode. Now, as I mentioned, this is adapted just a little bit from my book, Crystals for Energy Healing, a practical source book of 100 crystals. And if you're interested in a signed copy of that book, you can find it at my shop site mimosaspirit.com, or you can also find links to it on Instagram. So let's dig into this practice, creating your crystal grid for wellness. You want to start by gathering together some supplies and making sure that you're starting out with cleansed crystals and a cleansed space. So I have some great articles over on the blog, like 10 surefire methods to cleanse your crystals, if you need a little help with that. But when in doubt, smoke cleansing with some incense or working with a bell for some sound to do your space clearing is perfect. After you've gathered your supplies, you'll also need to create an intention statement from your grid. So we'll pop back over to this in just a moment. The supplies that you'll need for your wellness grid are an emerald stone, or if you don't have an emerald, you can substitute another green stone that's connected with wellness, something like green aventurine, nephrite jade, or bloodstone. These are all related to physical health and well-being in some way, and they have that great green color that's associated with healing. You'll also need four ruby stones or any combination of red stones that are connected with vitality. So you don't necessarily need to use four rubies. You could use a ruby and a red jasper and a red aventurine and maybe a dark red carnelian. So again, don't be afraid to sort of mix and match and work with what you have. Your intention is the most important thing here. So again, any of those red stones connected with vitality kind of anchor in this energy. You'll also need four red pyro garnet stones, or again, a combination of grounding stones like black tourmaline, smoky quartz, or petrified wood. And finally, you'll need eight small clear quartz crystal points. You should be able to find these at most crystal shops for less than a dollar or two, but in a pinch, tumbled stones will work as well. Now you can scale back on this number if you need to and only use four, but I really like having eight for the full effect. And you can see what this looks like, again, over on the website at loveandlightschool.com blog. 
I've even included a little time-lapse video of me creating my grid for wellness with some descriptions of what I'm using and why to help you see the full process. So back to that intention statement I mentioned. This is probably the most important part of your whole grid, and it's not even a crystal. This is you setting the tone or the energy or the purpose of your grid. So I feel like for this wellness grid, an intention that works really well is my physical body is healthy and well, really straightforward, easy to remember, and just welcoming in some general health and wellness. So you can keep your intention statement really general if you'd like to focus on overall physical health and well-being, but you can feel free to get as specific as you like to your idea and needs surrounding wellness while you're crafting your intention statement. Now for this grid, you can completely create it without any type of grid base. And you know, following sacred geometry is so helpful for placing your crystals in a grid because that sacred geometry is what really helps unify and anchor in the crystal energy. But if you don't have a fancy grid board or something like that, you can also just work with things from around the house. So for this grid, I wanted to reinforce that color energy of the green for healing and wellness and the red for vitality and grounding. So rather than working with a sacred geometry style grid base for this grid, I'm just working with some green and red paper or cloth. Now, in fact, when I went to create this grid, I didn't have a small square of red cloth. So I ended up cutting the cover off of a notebook that I had, an old notebook. So I had this kind of bright red, glossy cardstock weight paper. And then I did have a small woven square of green cloth that was actually a little trivet for hot pans and it worked just perfect. So again, feel free to use what you already have around the house. Now, if you didn't have these pieces of paper or cloth, again, that's totally fine. You can create this grid without any type of base, but if you did want a simple way to pull these through, you could always color a sheet of paper with some markers or even print out a green and red colored square on your printer. So if you're using the paper or cloth, you're going to start this grid by placing your red paper in the area where you'll set up your grid. And I just used squares for these since I was using multiples of four stones. It made it the perfect shape to connect with this. And also squares are really anchoring. They're a stable shape and they're connected with earth energy and health and wellness. So the geometry that I chose for this grid really resonated with the grid's purpose or intention. So start by placing that red paper or cloth and then place your green paper or cloth on top of the red one, but turn it about an eighth of the way so that only the four corners of the red cloth show beneath the green square. So this means that your green square will kind of be angled as like a diamond shape, and then you have your red square underneath with the little corners poking out. And what that does is create a beautiful octagon shape to help you create your grid. So you're going to start by setting your emerald crystal or whatever green stone you might be substituting in the center of the grid. And this represents that physical healing and wellness. So be sure to state your intention statement either aloud or to yourself when you're placing this stone to really anchor that intention into the grid. 
Next, you're going to place the four garnet crystals in a square shape at the corners of the green cloth, so kind of in the location of the cardinal directions. These represent grounding and stability. Then you're going to place your four ruby crystals for vitality on top of the corners of the red cloth or paper that's exposed, so they'll kind of go between the garnet stones. Now you've created your octagon shape around the outside of the emerald. So finally, you're going to place your eight clear quartz points, or if you're substituting tumbled stones, again, that's fine, one between the emerald stone and each of the eight red stones with the points facing inward toward the emerald to amplify your intention. So when I'm placing my stones, I usually start at kind of what would align with the north direction location, and I move my way around in a clockwise direction. There's really no right or wrong here. This is just how I do it. So feel free to do whatever comes naturally and don't be too concerned about the order of placement with your crystals. What is important though is the alignment and making sure that you maintain that geometry. So when you're placing your crystals, that's why these squares of paper are really helpful. They help you get your crystals spaced equally apart so that you maintain the integrity of that nice octagon shape. And the reason that I chose the octagon here Again, we have the two squares representing that stability in connection with physical health, but overall, having the two of them overlapped creates an octagon, which has eight points on it and eight faces, eight being connected with infinite manifestation. So I thought this was a great way to call in infinite amounts of energy for health and wellness. So after all of your crystals have been placed, you'll need to activate your crystal grid. And this is the process of basically energetically connecting the stones within your grid to unify them so that they can work together toward a common purpose here, your intention. And this basically enhances the energy of the stones so that the energy of the grid becomes greater than the sum of its individual crystal parts. And if you want to see an example of this grid being activated, you can Hop over to the website, loveandlightschool.com blog, check out a crystal grid recipe for wellness, and you'll see if you scroll down to the activation section, I made a little video for you showing the activation process. After you've activated your crystal grid, you can leave it in place for as long as you feel like you need this healing energy, but just be sure to check in with it regularly and make sure that nothing has been moved out of alignment and also revisit that intention statement you created to be sure that it's still relevant to your wellness. Well, I hope that helps you learn a little bit more about crystal grids and feel confident making some substitutions and changes to recipes when you come across them. So that takes us to our trending this week segment. As you know, each week I bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality right now, or something I'm just really loving that I want to share. And recently I've been spending a good bit of time doing some journaling work and creating some really nice pages in my grimoire where I catalog information about plants and crystals and ritual that I've been working with. And it's kind of ended up being a bit of a documentation of my spiritual practice. And through the kind of fun, creative part of creating those pages, I've been really enjoying the artwork of Regan Ralston, whose Etsy shop is called Water of Whimsy. And Regan makes some really beautiful prints, but also some fantastic 
stickers and things that I have been so excited about. I actually have my Etsy cart filled with a few fun stickers and pieces of artwork that I am really excited to incorporate into my grimoire. But more than that, there are some really cute little prints that I'm super excited about working with to add a little bit more magic to my sacred space. So most of the things here have a bit of a witchy vibe, but they're also pretty darn cute. A lot of them having kind of a cottage aesthetic or a Victorian theme. So I'm really, really, really enjoying this artwork. I hope that you will check out Regan's shop, Water of Whimsy, on Etsy. Well, that is it for our show today. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And while you are there, be sure to check out my free video training, how to run a crystal healing session step by step. It's a three video series that will teach you everything you need to know about doing a crystal healing session from start to finish to help you kind of build your confidence and get going with your practice. It also includes a bonus distance healing lesson straight from my upcoming crystal healing certification program and a few fun bonuses like some printables and a guided meditation. And if you've heard me talk a little bit about my crystal healing certification program, we will actually be opening for enrollment very, very soon. I am so excited about this round of the program. So if you'd like to learn more about that or get on the wait list to be the first to get notified when we open for enrollment, plus get an exclusive huge discount on tuition, you can check that out at crystalhealerschool.com. Or if you're looking for some classes that are a little less intense, you can also pop over to loveandlightschool.com and click the orange enroll button over on the right-hand side of the page where you can check out some of my courses like Crystal Shadow Work, Crystals for Spirituality, Crystals Tarot and the Moon Phases, Working with Crystals in the Tarot, or my Sacred Business Mastermind. There's tons to choose from on a wide variety of topics, and I would love if you'd join me for a class. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones? To grow your confidence, knowledge, and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning Crystal Healing Certification Program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Maybe you want to deepen your personal spiritual practice by connecting more deeply to your stones. Or maybe you're already working with crystals, but you want to learn some more advanced energy healing techniques. Wherever you're at on your crystal journey, the Love and Light School's CCH program can help you become the confident and intuitive crystal healer you know you can be. Are you ready to listen to the nudges from the universe and take the next steps on your crystal journey? Our CCH program is here to support you every step of the way. And if you enjoyed the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and a review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes to help other listeners find the show. Tell me what you're enjoying, a bit about something you're looking forward to. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. 
The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at loveandlightschool.com.